Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. Because you can always dream a little dream when it comes to Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And I always tell you, a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Ten minutes away, give or take a second or two, when it comes to those who are no longer part of the playoff chase in the National Football League. What's next for the Cowboys, Rams, Eagles, Browns, Dolphins, and Steelers? That comes your way in about ten minutes. And speaking of what's next, that brings us to Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick together. They both have interviewed for the same job. Bill Belichick interviewed for the Falcons job on Monday. Jim Harbaugh had his interview with the Atlanta Falcons on Tuesday. Jim Harbaugh also interviewed for the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday. Both of these two, if you told anybody that they could be the two potential finalists for the Atlanta Falcons job, that's a clear case, Harry, of right being left, up being down, wrong being right. But here we are, both of these two guys that are going to look the in the case of Bill Belichick, stay in the NFL, and then Jim Harbaugh's case, find his way back to the NFL. Yeah, and I think two solid candidates. And when you look at the Atlanta Falcons and where, where they are as an organization, as a football team, you want to interview the best of the best. And mm-hmm. when you look at you know Bill Belichick winning six Super Bowls with the New England Patriots and, and, and the way he's been able to do things for 24 years in that organization, and you talk about stability, consistency, right? right, And, and doing so and holding everyone to the same standard and understanding the standard is the standard and it's not compromised for anyone within the organization. And we've seen that with the New England Patriots the last three years. Uh, Bill Belichick not be up to the standard overall, right? right. Uh, the mm-hmm. New England Patriots and Robert Kraft moved on from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you talk about a guy who is sharp as a nail when it comes to defensive uh, principles and the yeah. things that he liked to do. Versatility mm-hmm. on the defensive side as well. I think where he got in trouble was the offensive side of the ball. Right. But I, I am, I'm pleased that the Atlanta Falcons actually you know, gave him an interview, and he has an opportunity to get the job. Now, when you look at Jim Harbaugh, you talk about a guy that's had success – Everywhere he's been, in San Diego, uh, when he was with Stanford, mm-hmm. when he was with the San Francisco 49ers, and recently went in a national championship with the Michigan Wolverines. And I think something that stands out to me as well with Jim Harbaugh is the simple fact that he's been able to win uh, different ways, right? right? Instant success when he was with the San Francisco 49ers, mm-hmm. building the program back up to national prominence in what he did with the Michigan Wolverines. So that's a positive thing. Also, the way he has confidence in his players and instills that confidence into his players. Mm-hmm. You've seen that with the Michigan Wolverines and him believing in his quarterback and believing in his players. And when he wasn't there, yeah. he built such a strong culture. Right. So much across the board for players and the coaching staff that they didn't miss a beat. Yeah, no right. Doubt so about those that. are some yep. of the things that stand out for both of those uh, coaches, two qualified candidates and. I'm proud of the Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Blank, Rich McKay, and company for interviewing both of those guys mm-hmm. for the job. Here's something else to this, and I'll put it out there. I firmly believe that Bill Belichick is going to get hired first. 
before Jim Harbaugh. I both believe both of these guys will be in the NFL in 2024. I can see Bill Belichick being the Atlanta Falcons head coach before Jim Harbaugh gets a job, mainly because Jim Harbaugh is going to use whatever leverage, fair and unfair, to make sure he gets the position that he wants. He's in a no-lose situation. If he stays in Michigan, he can pretty much write a check, and every bank in this country will bounce. That's how much money they're going to give him to stay as Michigan head coach. But he wants back in to big boy football. He wants back into the National Football League, and he's going to get some money. And whatever team gives him the kind of control that he may be looking for to make sure he does not have another San Francisco 49er situation, then that's going to be something that's going to be very, very appealing to Jim Harbaugh. I think based on that and also the whole investigation still going on the NCAA and Michigan football, that sign-stealing scandal, that's why I think if anybody's going to get hired first, I think Bill Belichick will be the one to get hired first. And it could possibly be to possibly be to your Atlanta Falcons because he's interested, they're interested, and not the blank is sick and tired and tired of sick of being irrelevant when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons in the National Football League. I'm so tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> so am I, Mr. Blaine. <laughs> tired of people having these jokes across the board about my Falcons or whatnot. And, 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 I, and, and Freddie, I have to be the bigger person, right? Because I can't get out of character. You really Every don't time have I to hear be. something. You just choose you, to you're be. Right. You I really cho- don't have but to my, be. My wife helps me. You know, counseling helps me as well. <laughs> there because you go. she said, don't let the south side of Atlanta come out on these people every time they talk about your birds. And I'm like, you know what? And my counselor tells me, you, hey, every, you know. Uh, be bigger than that. Everything ah. someone says doesn't deserve. <laughs> yeah. Really, Shannon Penn? Doesn't deserve really? a reaction. Yeah. You mean like Shannon <laughs> Like Penn? Shannon right now. I'm ignoring him. I'm not, I, I am not paying any attention to that broke bird that he just. Uh, <laughs> That's not a broke bird, man. That's a dying coil. <laughs> but but I, I would say this about the organization. You know, Arthur Blank is older. I know we talk about Jerry Jones being older. He yeah. wants to win right now. And. Mm-hmm. He's a phenomenal businessman. I think he's a phenomenal owner as well. I played for him for seven years, um, close to the family or whatnot. So I think moving forward, he, he just wants to win, man. And here's something about, about Jim Harbaugh we can't ignore either because uh-huh. I talked about the culture that he's been able to build. And Bill Belichick did a phenomenal job with that in right. New England as well, too. But look at the assistant coaches and how they're able to have success. Uh Jim Harbaugh picks the right coaches. He really does. That knows how to coach players up. Right? Exactly. And let's not forget, the guy that we see right now as the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Mike McDonald, mm-hmm. he was the defensive coordinator for the Michigan Wolverines. Mm-hmm. Right? The yeah. guy that he has right now is his defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter. He was with the Baltimore Ravens for a few years. So he has those NFL ties. Sharon Moore, we've seen how he was able to hold the fort down uh, in that interim head coach role. I won't say interim, but in that yeah. head coaching role when you've seen uh, Jim Harbaugh out, but also still calling plays for the offense. So right. he's been able to have solid assistant coaches everywhere he's been mm-hmm. that play a major part in the success that he's been able to have. We cannot ignore that. No doubt about that. Titan West Virginia was the win of the coaching futures of Jim Harbaugh and or Bill Belichick on the Freddie and Harry call-in line at 888-729-3776. Big Todd, what you got, my friend? Hail to those football teams. <laughs> <laughs> you, you remember me now. Yes, I do. Yes, so, I do. <laughs> so, look, I, I'm not a fan of this, but the family is very tight. They really are. It goes even to their father with their chance. You guys know that. Who's mm-hmm. got it better than us? Nobody. Right. And, and, and hear me out on this. Annapolis is a beautiful area. You can lying. you imagine these guys? Can you imagine these guys not only being brothers but being neighbors? 
working 60 miles from each other. You have a a brand new ownership committee, including Maggie Johnson, who will allow him to have everything he wants in Washington. And he can have his name on a brand new stadium here in a few years. Now, if Jimmy will be willing to to be patient and not want the instant gratification, I think Washington's his bet. That's just my two cents. What do you think? It's it's not just two cents. That's 25 cents, Todd, because everything you said would make complete sense because Jim Harbaugh would get what he's looking for because Washington – is desperate to move on from the stench of the Dan Snyder regime that overtook that organization, overtook that city, made everybody apathetic for about a 15- or 20-year period. And you're right about in terms of family ties. They're not playing against each other in the same division. Washington plays in the NFC. Baltimore plays in the AFC. They'll play each other once every four years because of interconference football. But the bond that these two brothers have between John and Jim Harbaugh it wasn't like that when they were younger. I'll never get the story that John Harbaugh told when he said that Jim sucker punched him when they got into an argument with his kids, and his dad goes to Jim and said, you know, why would you do that? Why would you hit your brother like that? He, he was unarmed, and he said, well, he should have armed himself. <laughs> Jim was eight. He was eight years of age. So believe me, if they can get through that as brothers, as siblings, and you saw that bond, and you were there when they won the national championship— where he sees John, and he was so thrilled to see John on the sidelines, and you could tell they didn't want to stop hugging each other. Yep. But John got out the way and said, you got to finish the game and finish the job. I'm not mad at that, what our man Todd in West Virginia had to say about he could get everything he wants, and also he can find a quarterback, got guys on the outside that can play a little bit, defense is not bad in Washington, they just need a better, more 21st century coach than the guy they had in Ron Rivera. The only, the only thing I'm concerned about um, in, in that liking of Harbaugh to Washington is the defense, right? Um, you have Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne that you can build around. Absolutely. But it's literally going to be building around him. I know you drafted a first-round corner in Emmanuel Forbes, and I think he's going to be better down the line. Every, yeah. Listen, not many guys are able to have rookie success at the cornerback position. It's tough coming from college, learning the different rules and what you can and cannot do. Yeah, not everybody can be Sauce Gardner. No, no. <laughs> it, 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 that's not happening. That's not like eating M&Ms every day. No, it, it doesn't work like that. Trust me, I know. <laughs> but um, I, I, I don't see Washington. I, I, I just don't because okay. I would think I would think Jim Harbaugh would, would want a more complete team. Okay. Right? I, I look at the Falcons defensively more complete than I do the Washington Commanders right okay. now. That's true. But Belichick, I believe, is going there. I can see him going to the Atlanta Falcons. Because Arthur Blank, we mentioned old owners in the National Football League. Bill Belichick has an enormous amount of respect. And if you're Arthur Blank, if you get any kind of wind that a Jerry Jones moves up from Mike McCarthy, we know where that first phone call is going to go. Uh, Bill, this is Jerry Collins. Want to make sure if you're still interested in it. I know you want to coach football. And we got the perfect kind of team for you with the star in the helmet. If you're off the blank, you believe in Bill Belichick and you have an interview with him at the Harbaugh, to me, that's what it comes down to for the Falcons. It comes down to those two guys yeah. and who he decides to choose. And if Harbaugh has to try to play the leverage game, off the blank, Harry would have no reservations bringing Bill Belichick in, thinking we are a quarterback and a coach away. I got half of that equation solved. Now we need to go out and find a quarterback. And both of these coaches um, on the biggest stage had success versus the Falcons. I was a part of one of those games in 2012 in the NFC Championship game where Jim Harbaugh was the head coach of San Fran, and they were able to beat us in in that game and go to the Super Bowl before he lost to his brother, Mm -hmm. and then Bill Belichick, right? You look at the Super Bowl being up, being down 28-3, to 
and Tom Brady and company leading the comeback uh, that eventually led to another Super Bowl victory for Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. So, you know, two coaches that had some success against Arthur Blank in, in the Atlanta Falcons organization at some point um, within the last, I would say, 15 years. Right. So that's that's something to be said for, too. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. One of our favorites is Roy the Truck Driver, keeping this country going. He's got something to say about this coaching search involving Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick and their futures. Big old Roy, what you got, my friend? Hey, <laughs> look, I think it would be a better fit for Harbaugh because them players are younger, and he really relates to younger guys. But look, Harry, Yesterday, you talking about that? What a peacock sounds like, oh boy. dude! I googled it on YouTube. Harry, it's the funniest dead gum noise. And I told your producer, I said, "Look, every time you reference the Falcons, play that peacock." <gasps> it goes, "Ow, ow!" Wow, Roy. <laughs> that peacock sounds like it's in pain. I can't believe you, Roy, did that to me. <laughs> Get him, Roy! Right off the highway. <laughs> that is a that is a painful noise. <laughs> If you, had to, if you had to carry all those eyes behind you trying to be big as a peacock, you sound like you're in pain, too. My gosh, Roy. I can't believe you did this to me on this, on this Wednesday. Roy, don't, Roy, you're sorry, not sorry. And I'm all here for it, Roy. I got your back, brother. I got your back. Ooh, y'all just wait till we get this coach and we get back to the upper echelon of football. Oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> Mr. Blank, come on now. Your boy needs you. HD needs you. <laughs> I ain't going to sit up here and let them do this to me Too over hot. and over again. Some people get mossed. You just got peacocked. I Let's know. put it that way. There's nothing you can do about that as far as that's concerned. It's a doggy dog world out here. Pause, my brother. <laughs> Don't forget NFL Division the weekend this Saturday. Peacocks included. As the Ravens host the Texans in Baltimore. The game begins at 4.30 Eastern time. We're so juvenile on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN+. The Eagles have not just been beat. They have been just brought to the knees by the Tampa Bay Bucks. You see what the team was, and you see how the team ended and the slide that we had. So it's very frustrating. They said all the right things, but you can tell they weren't feeling it. And it was obvious when they came out here and took the field. So we got the Elite Eight in the National Football League. You have Houston taking on Baltimore, Kansas City and Buffalo on the AFC side, Green Bay versus San Francisco, and then the Detroit Lions taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the NFC side. But what about those other six that got eliminated part of Super Wild Card Weekend in the first round. So we bring in our producer, Shannon Penn. We got six teams to choose from, uh-huh. and in each of one of us, meaning Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman, we'll let you know exactly what should be next involving the defeated six from Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. Look, look we're going to start right at the top. We pull no punches here. Freddie, starting with you. Mm-hmm. What's next? What should be at the top of the list for your Dallas Cowboys? What decision are you going to make on Mike McCarthy? If you believe in Mike McCarthy, then you keep him as your head coach. You're more than likely going to lose Dan Quinn. I think he's interviewing for every job opening in the National Football League to be a head coach. So you got to count on that you're going to lose that guy. But what are you going to do about Mike McCarthy? And what kind of defensive coordinator is he going to bring in? To me, that's the what next when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, a few things for me. You said the first, Freddie, Mike McCarthy, or what's next for him? Who's going to be the next coach if he's not there? Uh, who are you going to bring in? Um, I think getting beefier on the defensive line. 
right? Adding some guys with some more size so you're able to stop the run. Uh, also at the linebacker position as well. Mm-hmm. And then running back-wise, what are you going to do in those regards? You have to be balanced offensively. I understand Dak Prescott did a phenomenal job this season throwing the football around and making plays, but you want a strong run game to be able to complement a lot of the things that he's able to do on the football field. They missed that this season, especially at times when they got into the red zone and we've seen them had to pass frequently because of the lack of run game that they actually did have. We're going to stay in the NFC, Harry. What's next? What's at the top of the list for the Los Angeles Rams? For me, I'll say continue to draft well. They, they've been able to find diamonds in the rough, but also – you know, Raheem Morris is interviewing for a lot of jobs. If he gets that uh, one of these head coaching openings, who is going to be your next defensive coordinator? Also, Aaron Donald. We know he's getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how many more years does Aaron Donald have? I know he has a contract or whatnot, but that's something to be mindful of. But I would say continue to find those diamonds in the rough like you've been able to find when a lot of people counted you out before the season even started. Uh, and Raheem Morris, if he's not going to be there as a defensive coordinator, who are you bringing in to replace him? When it comes to Los Angeles Rams, nothing. That's what's next. They don't even do anything, honestly. This is a team that was predicted to win not even six games last year. They went 10-7 and seven and gave everybody in just about every game other than the Baltimore, uh, including the Baltimore Ravens, more hell than a little bit. Sean McVay found his coaching juice again. They don't need to do anything. This is a legitimate team next year, not just in their division, but in the NFC. Don't be surprised if Aaron Donald comes back for one more year because he looked revitalized with all these young guys like Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup coming back and Kyron Williams running the football and a bunch of defensive dudes on the other side. They don't have to do anything. Just be the Los Angeles Rams. That was more than good enough in 2023. That might be even better in 2024. All right, Harry, what's at the top of the list for the Miami Dolphins in their offseason? Uh, I would say their, their, their training program, figure, yeah. figuring out yeah. how these guys can stay healthy in 2024, right? What can you do differently? Uh, do you practice differently? Do you put them on a better diet? I think that's important because the, the injury bug really hurt this football team and didn't give them a chance, in my opinion, against the Kansas City Chiefs. And then secondly, I would say – the physicality of this football team. We've seen it in spurts, Mm -hmm. but when you're playing against the upper echelon teams, you need to be consistent with your physical play. Not sometimes you're able to do it, and sometimes we don't see it. But what's next with the Miami Dolphins? How can you find a way to have Tua Tungvaluwa play bigger in big games and play better in big games? Because it's not about what kind of contract is he going to get. It's what kind of quarterback that you know he can be or that he should be. I know in modern football, You need your guy to make passes all over the place. He needs to have the running game complement him, not complement the running game. If they can't figure that out, they're going to be in the quarterback business in 2025 if Tua does not get better in big games in 2024. All right, Freddie, what's next? Top of the list, a team we've talked about a lot. I'm going to talk about them some more, Mm -hmm. Philadelphia Eagles. What are they going to do about Nick Sirianni? I don't think they're going to blow him out. I don't think they're going to do that. But – if you tell Nick Sirianni, you can come back as head coach, but you got to find better coordinators. You got to find better guys that can do that. Matt Patricia cannot be your answer to the defensive coordinator. You need to just have him as a consultant and give him a desk somewhere where he has no windows and he's not bothering anybody. That's what you need to do with him. And you got to find a guy better offensively or try to find a way to have Ben John- Brian Johnson, excuse me, be a better offensive coordinator. But the most important thing in Philadelphia when it comes to what's next, identity. What's that going to look like from their coach? And getting back to that, 
that made you a major success in 2023? Yeah, I'll say for me, the Eagles, the coordinator position, both sides, defensive and offensive, I think it's imperative that they figure it out. But before they figure that out, you need to figure out if Nick Sirianni is your coach moving forward. And also to me, we know the Philadelphia Eagles, their bird, um, they were a dead bird against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. And, Freddie, you bring this up a lot. That game against the San Francisco 49ers, mm-hmm. they got their souls snatched out of them. Yep. Every last one of them. Is that going to carry over? Or are they, are they going to be rejuvenated? And I think also if you have a new head coach, that could bring uh, that new uh, um, sense of light for, for a football team that had a bad taste in their mouth pre- the previous year. All right, Harry, let's go to the AFC North. Uh-oh. What's next? What's first up for the Cleveland Browns this offseason? I'll say being able to get a lot of players that you had hurt back next Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Yep. Right? When you when you look at the running back position, both of the tackle positions, the quarterback position, and while I'm speaking about the quarterback position, Deshaun Watson, what is he going to look look, look like in 2024? Right. I think that's one of the biggest questions surrounding this football team, because we've seen what they're capable of with not just great quarterback play. So if if he can, you know, get things going and, and really be a spark for this football team, who knows where this Browns uh, organization can go moving forward? What he said. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, Freddie, last last team here in the AFC North. What's first up for the Pittsburgh Steelers this offseason? Find a damn quarterback. Hello. Because whoever's going to be your starting quarterback in 2024 ain't on your roster from 2023. It can't be Kenny Pickett, in my opinion. And don't think for one second that Mike Tomlin has not thought about that. And, Harry, you brought this up off the air. Uh, that Kirk Cousins guy you can make a play for if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. You bring that guy to your football team, and all of a sudden, everybody is going to feel better. Because you'll like that. You'll like that in Pittsburgh if you go up there with Kirk Cousins. Because Kenny Pickett has shown. He's not a guy you can build around that can make plays down the field. And Mason Rudolph had a nice little run, but he's a backup quarterback at best. That should be next for Pittsburgh Steelers. Go out there and find yourself a quarterback that your team can believe in and give you a chance in that division. Yeah, it's the quarterback position for me for Pittsburgh moving forward. And it's because of the simple fact that you have guys like George Pickens, you have Deontay Johnson, you have Pat Fryermuth, you have two solid running backs in Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. So if you can get you a quarterback to be able to deliver the football to these playmakers that you have, I think moving forward the Pittsburgh Steelers will be sitting right where they want to sit yeah. at the end of the season. No doubt about that. So those were the six defeated from Super Wildcard Weekend in the NFL. But the eight teams that are left, one player has more pressure on him than any player playing this weekend. Who is that player? We'll tell you next on Freddie and Harry. And this is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. 
With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. It is the Wednesday Groovathon known as Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance on Sears XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're always in a good groove when we talk NFL football, involving coaches, involving playoffs, involving futures. Nobody does it better than our man, Sweet Lewis Riddick, ESPN NFL front office insider. A great follow on Twitter, L Riddick ESPN. Lewis, before we start about this weekend's games, and of course we're going to talk about the Eagles and the futures when involving them and the Cowboys. You got Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick out there. They both interviewed for NFL jobs over the last couple of days. In your opinion, Lewis, what's a better hire for the Falcons opening? Is it Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick and why? Yeah, that that one's interesting. It probably, and it's probably, I would probably say, but I'm always going to default to Bill because I know Bill because I played for Bill and I understand his team-building philosophy. Jim, I think... He would probably fit better there because I, I do think that the quarterback situation is not one where they have an answer yet. Unless they have like a concrete plan to go ahead and find a, a franchise quarterback, acquire a franchise quarterback, whether it be via pre-draft trade or the draft somehow, some way. I just don't know if that's a great fit for Bill because, look, the, the guy is not at the beginning of his career. He's chasing Don Shula, wants to win another Super Bowl, and ain't going to coach forever despite the fact that you would think that he probably would want to. Mm-hmm. He's just not going to. So I think that 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 team, although there's a lot of people, look, in the offseason we always sell a lot of hope, and people think that Atlanta's real, real close. I don't know if they're real, real close. But they do need a franchise quarterback, and I think that's something where Jim would probably be better suited to go ahead and finding that guy and developing him and bringing him along to the point where then – they can really compete both in the South and in the NFC overall. And and Jim, as far as being a program builder, look, we just spent some time with his brother, John, obviously down there in, in Baltimore a couple of weeks ago. These two guys get it. They're, they're both the son, you know, they're the sons of a coach in Jack Harbaugh, who was a legend in his own right in college football. And these guys understand staff construction, team construction, all of it. And that's why, that's why Jim's one of the best and why he's going to be, why he is already highly sought after. But I, I would probably venture say Bill's that is the better I mean that Jim's the better fit for that one so so Lou I think one of the things that's unique about Jim Harbaugh is that we've seen him be able to have instant success 
in the National yeah. Football League, but also mm-hmm. take a Michigan program that took a little time to build. Do you think that's something that's unique about him as a coach, being able to have both of those things on his resume? Yeah, it is. Look, I mean, he understands that. I mean, he understands the college game. He understands younger players. Mm-hmm. He understands he has crafted a communication style that really resonates with younger players and gets them to buy in quickly. His underpinnings as far as what he believes about football transfer from Michigan to the pros very easily. Look, the way he wanted to play the game when he was in San Francisco is the way he wanted to play the game in Michigan. He wants to play it inside out. He wants to play it physical, downhill, great defense, strong running game, opportunistic, opportunistic passing. Look, he, he gets the pro and the college game. And quite honestly, you, you have a tough time seeing a difference between the pro and college game now anyway. Really, now it's just about making sure you have the key positions taken care of, whether that be quarterback, tackle, wide receiver, corner, you know, pass rusher, those, those kinds of things. It's about making sure you take those – take care of those kind of things, but really it's about relating the players and getting them in this day and age to buy into a team instead of just buying into themselves. And as we all know, that's really the struggle right now in college football as far as team construction, because NIL is just running rapid. Mm -hmm. The transport portal has changed everyone's idea of what loyalty means. And look, I'm not one of those guys who's against transferring and moving around. So I think he's uniquely suited to handle whatever kind of challenges would be coming down the pike, whether it be staying in college or going to the pros, without a doubt. A man who played in the NFL, was administrator in the NFL, does a great job talking about the NFL. He is Lewis Riddick, ESPN football analyst. Hit him on Twitter at L Riddick ESPN. Joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. One thing that really struck my attention, we talk about coaching openings and dealing with college and making that transition, especially when you're a team like the Dallas Cowboys, because a lot of people wonder, Lewis, because I believe this. The more you don't hear from Jerry Jones, the more I would mm-hmm. be worried if I'm Mike McCarthy and my coaching mm-hmm. future. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess there's a number of different ways that you can um, read into that, Freddie. But you know what? I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with you. I mean, sometimes silence tells you a lot. It speaks very loudly, and I'm sure. I'm sure Jerry's going over right now in his mind exactly what anyone in that position would be going over in their mind and exactly in that position and exactly in that point in his career, meaning well, Jerry's getting up there in age, how much longer does he want to really be involved in the minutia of trying to help run a franchise day after day after day? Does he really want to start over with a new coach? Does he really feel that this coach has what it takes, you know, to find those extra inches, those, those extra um, competitive advantages that will help them win a football game in the in the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl. Does he really believe Mike's that dude? I think um, obviously he's pouring over that. Then he's pouring over where do we go wrong in the team building phase of it? We can win a lot of games in the regular season, but when it comes down to d- December, January football postseason, we haven't been built right. Somehow, some way, we're either lacking competitive toughness or we're lacking big bodies. We're lacking the kind of philosophical approach that you need to win at that time, kind of at that uh, time of the year. I'm sure he's running over all that, Craig, because he's sitting there going, look, I know I want to win. Right. I know I have won. What am I not doing? And do I need to start over? And do I really have the time to start over and the energy to start over? Personally, as close as that team is, and some of the tweaks that they need to make from a personnel standpoint and then from a game, game management standpoint, I know who I'd go after. I know it would be 
B squared Bill Belichick for me because it makes sense. And see, people are going to naturally say, well, Bill doesn't want to deal with Jared. Bill's chasing Don Shula. Bill wants to win another Super Bowl. Yes, Bill's been in control for the better part of 20-plus years in New England. But I think at this point in time, to coach in Dallas, have Dak Prescott, have that kind of explosive offense that can that it needs to be a little bit more multiple in terms of the run game, and the real improvements, meaning the physicality and toughness and ability to be adaptable and, and, and be able to handle any kind of offense that comes at him on defense, that being right in his wheelhouse, his specialty, why he's going to like sprint right into the Hall of Fame is exactly why that team needs him. Exactly why. He goes down there. If he went to Dallas right now, and you could say, look, the, the, the relationship between he, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and Will McClay, who runs personnel down there, if you can say now the, that that relationship will be palatable, that will be productive, they will win a playoff game, and they will be in the NFC title game with him at the helm. Because he will make the necessary adjustments this offseason. That would be the – and I don't know if Mike McCarthy can do that. I don't know if, you know them just kind of bringing it all back the way it is right now. Sometimes, man, sometimes you can't see your own weaknesses. You can't see your own blind spots. That's why they're called blind spots. Mm. They have a blind spot down there. And, and sometimes the only way to, to kind of see it is to kind of get removed and sometimes that involves you getting removed from the building and watching it from afar and going, ah, oh, that's where I wasn't getting it done. Hmm. Strong stuff from Lewis Amen. Riddick, ESPN football analyst. And, Lou, i got to ask you, we got a big game this weekend, uh, well, multiple games this weekend that are huge, but who is more pressure on uh, this playoff season? Is it Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, in your opinion? Uh, <laughs> you know what, I, I, would, I would probably say – I would, say, I would probably say Lamar, and this is why. It's the number one seed. They're probably the best team in, you know, overall when you're talking about um, owner, front office, head coach, coaching staff, quarterback, both lines of scrimmage. You know, this, this, when, you, when you run it all together, when you put it all together, this is the team that should be right now if you had to make, you know, pick a favorite slightly ahead of San Francisco. Okay. Right. And the thing is, if they don't make it to the Super Bowl and win, everyone's going to point to and find a way to blame Lamar. If Buffalo doesn't make it, everyone's going to point to and find a way to say it wasn't Josh Allen's fault. That's just the way it goes. And that's just calling it the way it is. Because Lamar is like, it's, it's funny. People kind of like sit in the weeds and wait for something to go bad with, with Baltimore and go, see? Lamar can't do this. Lamar can't do that. Lamar can't do this. Right. We've heard people run to Josh Allen's defense about everything. And look, Josh is fantastic. I love the guy. Love him. But every time something goes wrong with Josh, it's like, well, but it was the end of the half. Well, but it was fourth down. It was a long punt. Well, but maybe the wide receiver ran the wrong route. Well, you know what? It was Ken Dorsey's fault. Now, well, Joe Brady shouldn't have called a pass. Well, you know, it's always something. <laughs> and that's why I say with Lamar, he understands. He can win all the MVPs in the world. Nothing's going to going to get him the respect that he deserves other than a Super Bowl. And just remember this. There was comments made by anonymous sources at one time that said, I don't care how many yards Lamar Jackson throws for, how many MVPs he wins. 
I still don't think he's a good quarterback. So take that for what you want in terms of do you think there's more pressure on him than Josh Allen? Maybe he doesn't feel it, but I'll tell you what, overall, people are applying more pressure to him than they are Josh Allen, I'll tell you that. Mm. That anonymous source, like Fred Sanford used to say, I wonder who that big dummy was. <laughs> no, but, but you know, but Harry, you know, you know what's out there. Uh, oh, absolutely. 100%. That's been said about it. Well, put it this way. If Lamar Jackson wins the big one, they'll have to leave him alone if he's able to do that with the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens, as far as that goes. Always a great pleasure to talk to you with you, Lewis. Thanks so much again. We'll talk to you soon, and you take care, my man. You got it. Thanks. Based up by Lewis Riddick, ESPN football analyst. Like I mentioned, great follow on Twitter at L Riddick ESPN. Joining us here on Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Always hit us up on Twitter anytime you want. Harry's handle at HDouglas83. My handle at Coleman ESPN. And also, don't forget the phone number as well. Join Freddie and Harry Nation at Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. Especially when it comes to a better hire for a coaching opening. Coaching opening, excuse me. It's a Jim Harbaugh still in Michigan or Bill Belichick looking for a job after being with New England. England for 24 years. Who's a better hire for a coaching opening? Let us know if it's Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick at 888-729-3776. As Harry let you everybody know, we got not one, not two, not three, but four games this weekend. Part of divisional playoff weekend. Baltimore number one in AFC. San Francisco number one in NFC. Who could be more likely to be an upset victim? Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
It is the Wednesday Groove Without Known as Freddie and Harry. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas on Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Here's what you want. Four games this weekend. Two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Part of the divisional playoff round in the National Football League. It all gets started at 4.30 Eastern time on ABC and ESPN on Saturday when the Baltimore Ravens, the number one seed in the AFC, take on the Houston Texans. And then later that night, the San Francisco 49ers, number one seed in the NFC. They take on the Green Bay Packers. Watching the replay again, Harry, because they had the game of the NFL Network between the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. I knew Jordan Love was throwing that thing around. Man, he was throwing a chocolate out of that football Sunday versus Dallas, man. What Jordan Love was doing, Freddie? <laughs> nice try. Not going to give me. Moving along. No, nothing to Pause, hear. my brother. Nothing to hear here. Nothing to see here. Moving along, my friend. But you're 100% right because in between our breaks, I'm over here watching film, the all-22 copy uh-huh. of yep. that game, right? And I'm like, man. Jordan Love to be a first-year starter, that's not what it seemed to be watching this football film. It's not what it seemed to be when I was actually watching the game, the TV copy-wise. So um, he's playing unbelievable football right now, and he actually gives this – Green Bay Packers, you know, offense and team a chance to contend. And I think when you look at this matchup, Freddie, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, if I had to pick between, you know, this matchup and the Baltimore Ravens and C.J. Stroud and company facing off with uh, against one another, which one did I think, you know, had a a better chance of knocking off a number one seed? I would go with the Green Bay Packers and a few reasons why. Um, When you look at Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan and how familiar those two guys are with one another how their offenses mirror one another as well. I think when I look at the Green Bay Packers defense, and although they've they've had their lapses this season, when it mattered the most, they were able to come up big in, in that game against the Dallas Cowboys and get two interceptions, one being taken back for a touchdown. When I look at how this offense is constructed, everything is predicated for San Francisco off the middle of the football field. We know that. If they're able to take some of those things away, from the San Francisco 49ers, but also on the offensive side for, for Green Bay, if they're balanced like they were against Dallas, right? Okay. Aaron Jones ha- has to have that production that he had in the, in the playoff game the other day like he had. Right. right? That offensive line, they have to be valuable and, and win the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And if they can protect Jordan Love, okay. they might have a chance to get the best of the secondary of the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, it's a compelling argument. Can't say I want to disagree with you. But I'm going to disagree with you. Uh-oh. I have a lot of belief in this dude playing quarterback for the Houston Texans. The D-line gets a good pass rush. He rushes a unit. Um, and really, they range true week one, and it range true now. So uh, we got to just be able be on our A game, execute at a high level, focus on, on the little details. And um, just really, when the moment gets big, that's when you execute um, and try to do your job and try to make it easy as possible. I love Jordan Love, what he was able to do and what he's done all season long, especially when the team put it out there. Well, we don't know if he's going to be our future. Then maybe you should stop making these kind of statements. If you're Brian Gunkus, the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, and just be quiet and let Jordan Love do his thing, which he wound up doing. But that guy lives for the moment, man, when it comes to C.J. Stroud. I don't think both these number one seeds are going to lose, but I think the Ravens are more ripe for that. They've been playing at a white-hot level. So is C.J. Stroud going on the road, playing with house money. He just finds answers when you throw problems and questions at him. If anybody's more likely to be a number one seed going down, I think the Houston Texans could be the Baltimore Ravens more than Green Bay could beat the San Francisco 49ers. See, I, I just I just have so much faith in 
John Harbaugh and Mike McDonald and Todd Munkin and where this football team is right now for the Baltimore Ravens. These two teams played the first game of the year, mm-hmm. and it was a 7-6 ball game at halftime. And I know it's not the same Houston Texans team that we've seen in game one, but it's damn sure not the same Baltimore Ravens football team that we've seen Absolutely. in week one. Week one. Uh, one thing I know about both of these quarterbacks, they're going to have to be able to defeat the blitz because that's something that both of them did at a high rate in that first matchup. Yeah, both linebacker matchups with the 49ers going to present with Warren and Greenlaw, and then you got Queen and also Smith for the Baltimore Ravens. That's going to be fascinating how both of those young quarterbacks, those Butterscotch brothers, mm-hmm. handle that in Jordan Love in Green Bay and C.J. Stroud with the Houston Texans. And speaking of the Baltimore Ravens, does Lamar Jackson have more pressure on him to win than Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills? This is Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.